The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Hi, you listen to WBCA. 102.9, again, listen to WBCA 102.9. I'm your host, Larry, H- Larry Higginbottom. Name of our show, as you know it, from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. From the trenches. Observation from the trenches. This is a weekly program where I just bring uh, things I'm seeing out here and just remind my group, American-born blacks, or ADOs, as I identify as, American descendant slavery, I am not against no group, be it Caribbeans or Africans, Haitians, uh, Spanish, Asians, nobody. No group needs more advocacy and advocate than my group, American born black. All the economists says, research shows that we now are permanent underclass. We are a permanent underclass, a bottom caste group. And I believe it's time for us, right, to really look at where we are in our country, America, and decide it's time to make a different different choice. And so again, I have no issues against no group. I'll do my focus and interest on my group, American-born blacks, or ADOs, as I identify as American descendant slavery. But we need to really, really focus on us. And the reason being is somewhat quite simple. No one has given the most to this country like us, be given the most, got back nothing. We've fought in every war America ever had, even the war for independence, got nothing. We have been loyal and devoted, the most loyal and devoted group going is the American-born blacks, us, got nothing. And so I say it's time for us to really look at where we are and decide we must do things differently for the uplift of the uplift of the group. So today I want to talk about a real simple uh, topic: life. Does Ados slash American born black uh, uh, does Ados slash American black life matter? Do our life matter? The reason why I say that: this young lady, all right, slaughtered these kids. The school, you know, they said she'll be a, she's going to be a, uh, a transgender, but she's a female. She slaughtered those young kids. And what's different there is that they didn't holler about you know more police presence or you know need to put folks away for a longer time in prison. These cages called prison, or they want to harsher sentences. They didn't holler that. They said no. We need to ban these, these these assault weapons. We need to, A, look at mental health, okay? All those things. But when our young folks do the same silly stuff, killing each other, all America can say, naming the white elites, or the media can say, 
need to lock them up, right? They need, they need longer terms in prison. You need, to be, you need to be more harsher when it comes to our, to our fools. I call, I call them our fools. And matter of fact, when I got here from Birmingham in 60, 63, I was 10. From age 10 to age 20, they were living on Highland Street. That's when folks had like eight, nine, 10 kids in the household. I cannot recall not one young man or woman got murdered by us. Now, I saw some vicious fights after school. That's true. But not one incident can I recall where a person got murdered by one of our, you know, community members. Everything started to change in the 80s with gangster rap, gangster rap, being thug, being hoodlum. And the music started to devalue black life. It started to devalue women. It started to devalue intimacy. And what I'm seeing out here right now is that many Ados, American-born blacks, don't value our life. We don't value our own life. It's okay to kill one another. It's okay to annihilate one another. It's okay to beat one into a pulp. It's okay. For the last 40 years, since this gangster rap first appeared on the scene, brotherhood, sisterhood, has taken a backseat. But matter of fact, there is no sisterhood. There is no brotherhood. It's all about you as an individual. And so what I'm seeing out here, you might differ with me, there's no love or intimacy for each other, be it male or female. We don't care about each other. And so, life doesn't appear to matter to us in our community. We're okay with beating each other into a pulp. We're okay with killing each other. We're okay with annihilating each other. We're okay with ending life for each other. And as I watch uh, the news of this horrific crime that's committed in that school, those young folks, and this, and this white female, although they said she's a transgender, trying to be a male, whatever, right? In my book, she's a male, she's a female, right? She's young. She's in her 20s. Just a young woman. Confused as she might be, she's a young woman. I'll be 70, but God grace and mercy, August 23rd, I'll be 70. Well, she just, she just, she just getting started in life. But she's confused. And what they're saying that's what, what, what was needed here, right, is more mental health, a ban on, on assault weapons, etc., background checks, etc. 
the response is not the same that when one of our fools go out there and slaughter somebody from, from the community. We get there, lock them up. We need more folks in blue to protect these so these so-called poor folks in the community from these so-called heathens, these so-called renegades. But the response is totally different when it comes to our life, black life. And so, as I watch the news of this horrific act, you know, of the young folks who were slaughtered, and also the other folks who was also that she also killed, you know, due to no fault of their own, they did nothing. They caused her no harm. They did nothing to her. Did not deserve to be killed like that. None of them. And so this confused individual went there and unleashed mayhem, but the response is totally different. And when when blacks go there and do the same silly stuff against each other, right? The response we get is we need more cages, prison. We need a longer sentence, a sentence, a longer prison sentence, a longer prison sentence. Okay. We need more people in blue. Now we never talk about right in the black community. They need a greater share of city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, where they can hire each other, where they can, uh, you know, grow wealth, you know, where they can grow capital. Don't talk about that. It's always punitive. And my thing that I really want to say to my community, Adels, American Blacks, do you love your life? Do you do you love black life? Do you? Do we love black life? Do we love black life? We look at the lyrics of these young folks have been fed. Listen to it. Every situation, right, is met with what? Murder. Beat either beat down, shoot them in the head, you know. It's all with extreme measure of murder. So our music has weaponized homicide in our community. It's okay to be a murderer. No, we can't talk things out. We can't work things out. But we can show, put your life to an end quickly. And so, as I listen to rap, I I like rap. I like rap, you know what I mean? When I listen to it, it's like it becomes weaponized against us. Black people. Black people. Namely our youth. Everything must be resolved using lethal means, namely murder. Shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. Shoot her in the head. And it seems to be, from listening, even to the female rappers, they're no better. They are no better. They are just as homicidal as, as, the, as, the, male, as the male rappers are. And so, as I listen to this here, and being on the trenches, working with family, get to see and hear 
young folks, their music, you know, uh, who were they uh, impressed with for the latest, you know, rappers. And by the way, these young folks know the lyrics verbatim. They might not know the timetable, but they know the lyrics verbatim. So if you've been fed a diet, right, of, hom- of homicidal ideation or homicidal, you know, uh, tendencies, where you're going to react or, or choose to use homicide to resolve your issues. Because why? You've been fed that. And don't take my word for it, neighbor. Listen to the lyrics yourself. I was born in 1953. During a time that was really despicable and deplorable for Adolf's American born blacks. But if you listen, listen if you listen to our artists, our singers, right? It wasn't necessarily a homicidal uh gesture. The music did not talk about how bad our condition was. Talk about love. You can make if you try. Keep on pushing. Brighter, brighter days ahead. We can make it. And these artists knew how dim it was out, out there in, 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 in the real world. They knew how life worked. They knew that. They knew it was, it was dismal for Negroes, American born black. They knew that. But their lyrics did not reflect that that dire, despicable treatment that we were encountering in everyday life. They knew that they could be humiliated, degraded, insulted as, as black men and women. They knew that. And many were. But their lyrics did not reflect that. Look at the uh, blacks who was in the movies, who created black, black film. It wasn't, it wasn't that gloom and doom. The lyrics was not about how despicable and deplorable times were. They knew that. But also, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to try to change our plight, change our condition? Unlike today's so-called artists, that's why I say so-called artists, they're talking about their condition, right? Okay, well, that being said, what, what, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to change that? So they said, well, they speak about their reality, how life is in the ghetto, in the hood. We came along in the ghetto, ghetto in the hood, right? It was a thousand times worse. You could be beat down, lynched, raped, assaulted with impunity. With impunity. There was no protection for us. There was nowhere to turn for a redress. Nowhere. Nowhere. But listen to the lyrics of our artists, our singers, even those who was in the movies. Look at those black films. They all try to project dignity, character. Okay? You can make it. Despite living in a hostile racial country, you can make it. And so now, 
We got our entertainers. They glorify killing each other. So black life has no value amongst our young folks. Because why? Just listen to the lyrics. Don't take more. Listen to the lyrics. The lyrics. Everything can be resolved with a bullet to the chrome. The chrome dome, as they call it, to the chrome, to the chrome dome. You can be what? Popping up daisies, as they say. Everything can be resolved through violence. But this atrocity that happened out here in Tennessee, this young woman, okay, she's a woman, you know, went out there and killed these young, these young, these young kids, plus some older folks, right? No fault of their own. No fault of their own. They did nothing wrong. But look at the response, how different it is. He's talking about what? They need a greater control on firearms, assault weapons. They need greater back, uh, back, background check. Okay. These folks need mental health counseling, etc. When our folks up here in Boston or New York, or Chicago or New Orleans go out and slow each other. The, the response from what community is what? You need greater length in prisons. You need more police present in these communities. You need to enforce the laws on the book. Look at the response when it comes to our fools doing foolish things compared to their fools. Now, though she did some hideous behavior, downright despicable, you get no no uh, complaint from me about that. But look at the response, how different it is. And I've come to say to my community, Ados, American-born blacks, do we value our life? Do we value, do we value black life? Do we value our life? As I can say, I'll be 70, with God, grace, and mercy, in August, I'll be 70. I cannot recall anybody in my primes, in my teens or my 20s, that got murdered. I grew up with on Highland Street. Very highly populated with kids, six, seven in the family or more. I can recall, I cannot recall not one kid getting murdered during my teens or my 20s. All of a sudden in the 80s, here come, right? Here come the gangsterism. Gangsterism. We're going to kill We're going to kill a mother. And it's been going downhill ever since. For black American males, I think between 18 and 35, have the highest rate of homicide. Nobody get killed more in America than our young people. Because the lyrics, even the movies, are glorifying, are glorifying what? Death. It glorifies murder. It glorifies killing each other. And so today, I want to put out in the atmosphere to my community, ADOS, stands for American Center of Slavery, Slash American, American, American blacks. 
do we do we cherish our life? Do we cherish black life? Do we cherish life? Do we cherish black life? Does black life matter to us? Does it matter to us? And from where I'm sitting, for many of our young people, it doesn't matter to them. It does not matter to them. And what, or where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong? Because, like I said before, if you don't value, if you don't value your life or black life, you can't expect nobody. You can't expect nobody else to, to value black life if you don't value life. And I'm saying, we look at the music, even the film today. You know, uh, the films with Fifty Cent over there. You know, on cable. You know, it's, it's all what conniving. You know, shenanigans. You know, you know, folks with no ethics, no character, make a dollar by any means necessary. Is that who we are? Make a buck by any means necessary? I don't think so. It's not how. how it's not how. I was raised. I was raised that character matters. Integrity matters. How you was viewed and treated in the community mattered. How you were how you were received in the community mattered. Those things matter. A bucket just any in any and all costs, that's not how I was raised. All money ain't good money. But it appears to, to me today. In 2023, as long as you get get the bag, it doesn't matter about character or integrity, what you stand for, what your beliefs are. It doesn't matter. You just get the bag. And many of our young people have embraced that, that belief. Get the bag. What you believe in doesn't matter. Just get the bag. Okay, now again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the show is From the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. From the Trenches. I've been out for 22 plus years, <clears throat> excuse me, doing mental health services in our community. Get to see firsthand how families are faring. You see how laws that are passed on high, how they affect folks in the trenches. And so my belief is that we as a community have gone the wrong way since King was murdered, Malcolm, Fannie Luhema, okay, the Black Panthers. There was a love there. When they said brothers or sister wife, it's all in the same bag. We was all fighting the same foe. The spirit of white supremacy, the spirit of white racism, the spirit of white supremacy, white racism. It's all fighting this. We all fighting this, fight, fighting the same demon. And now many of our folks have just totally sold out. Sold out. The word sister and brotherhood means nothing. The word village. Remember that phrase? Take 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 the village. Well, that means nothing. Because why is now a neighborhood? 
And many folks in that neighborhood don't share the same lineage, culture, struggle, or identity with Ados or American blacks. This neighborhood. And so now, killing each other, harming each other, it's okay. Just listen to the lyrics. And if you contrast those lyrics, right, with those of the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, right, at the height of white oppression, at the height of exploitation, look, look how black Americans viewed themselves differently. We was all in it together. We was fighting a common foe, white racism. And we was not killing each other. We was not killing each other. We was not doing each other in. Because why? All in the same boat, baby. We are all in the same boat. And now, after so much of the so-called freedom and, uh, you know, opportunities, look how many are behaving. Look at them. That's why I say to you, do we value black life? Do we value black life? And I contend that many in our community don't value our life. They don't value black life. Because they don't see themselves connected to each other. There's not a common thread that binds you to me and vice versa. During King's time, Malcolm's time, we was bonded together. We knew what affected one affected all. We were always in the slums and ghettos together. Now some has been able to, A, escape the ghettos, escape the slums, and their kids go to a better school. They make a little bit more money, you know, than some. But that cohesion, that uh, togetherness, that oneness that I grew up with, is gone. And so now, to murder each other, okay. To despise each other, okay. To plot, to plot against each other, is okay. To be against each other, is okay. All those things that was unheard of during my youth, in my teens, in my 20s, are now okay. As long as what? Get the bag. Just get that bag. And so, the bag has made us slaves, even more so. Because by any means necessary, you want the bag. You don't want community. You don't want, you don't want cohesion. You don't want safety, right? You don't want community. You want the bag. And so our young folks are all chasing the bag. So they would kill each other, murder each other, with no thought or no consequence. You look at why. Our entertainers and our music 
validates that. It, it, it confirms that. And so when I saw what happened to those young folks down in Tennessee, that young, that young lady who murdered those people wrongfully, and I saw the response that she received. I contrast that, I contrast that with our response when our kids go, I do something stupid. It's like black life doesn't matter. Because why? It doesn't matter to you and me. It does not matter to us. We never killed each other the way our folks are doing now. Our youth are the leaders in homicide, being victims. Our youth. And our females are no different. They too want to be thuggets. They want to be thugs as well. They want to be bad girls and bad boys to the detriment of our community. And it does nothing to uplift to, to uplift them or us. It does nothing for us. Nothing. All it does is keep us in a perpetual mo- motion of backwardness. Backwardness. Going backwards. And if we don't understand that life, love, start with us, do you love each other? Do you love each other? And if the answer is no, and I think for a lot of the answers no, well, as long as those people are among us, they're going to hurt us. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. The name of our show is what? From the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. We speak about what we are doing, what we are hurting ourselves. Again, my focus and interest on my group, American Born Blacks. Again, I don't denigrate any group. I'm not against no group. I'm not. I'm not against Caribbean, or Africans, or Asians, or for, for folks from India. I'm not. I'm not against no group. But no group needs more of an advocate than my group. We now, according to economists, are a permanent underclass. Economists are saying what they're saying based on research. By 2053, in 30 years, American-born blacks or ADOs will be a permanent underclass. No wealth. No wealth. So how can you thrive or do well in a country with no wealth? You can't. And add insult to injury when you feel so disparate. You have no, no regard for each other. We're killing each other. It's okay. It's okay. So again... I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Again, you listen, listen to WBCA 102.9. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. The name of the show is from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. We'll speak about what I'm seeing out here for the last uh, two, two, plus, two plus decades. It's not working for us. So I'll be right back. So... Don't go nowhere. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. 
Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. I'm back. Again, I'm your host, I'm your host Larry Higginbottom. Name of the show, It's from the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. You're listening to WBCA 102.9. Listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Yes, indeed. Again, I just talk about things that I see out here. And also, my focus is my group. Denigrate no group against no group. I focus on Edo's. Or American, or American born blacks, because we have been totally, totally taken off the board. Our legitimate grievances have been totally removed. Everybody is being taken care of at our expense. Everybody's under, under the umbrella that we created. They're supposed to benefit us, it's benefiting everybody but us. So, again, I'm not against no group. I don't believe in being divisive. But I do believe in being real with where we are. And Ados, American Blacks, we are now a permanent underclass. And so the things I speak about, what we got to do to change, because why? It's my belief, from your own conclusion, no group has given the most to America than us and got nothing. We fought in every war she ever had, got nothing. We've been the most loyal and devoted and devoted to this country and still got nothing. And matter of fact, what Dr. King was fighting for was for us, Ados, slash American-born blacks, to be treated as full-fledged citizens with all the perks and benefits of whiteness that included, included, right, due process under the law, housing, education, right, city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, private contract, being included in, in, in the trades, getting high-income position, all those things that encompass whiteness, for the benefit of whiteness, what Dr. King was fighting for. It was not just what's right, what's, 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 what's right to vote. Again, voting does not pay your bills. It don't allow you to go to school, send your, send your kids to school of your choice. It does not do that. If you don't have a certain level of wealth, you won't do well in America or in Boston or New York or L.A. or wherever. That's what King was fighting for. And somewhere along, the, somewhere along the line, somewhere along the way, we have totally discarded black life. 
where black life doesn't mean nothing to us. Listen to our music. The music, some from, from the, from the uh, movies out here on cable, the 50 Cent is producing. All treacherous, all gangsterism, drug selling. You know, come on now. It glorifies what? Black killing blacks. Blacks being conniving. Blacks being what? Less than people with character and integrity and honor. I always got to be what? You know, conniving. You know, I always got to be about trying to get the bag by any means necessary. So I can't see that. I can't see that. And also reflecting in their, in, their, in, their, in their lyrics. You see them. Go to any platform where our kids are, you know, up and coming rappers or new rappers, right? Just listen, listen to the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics. There's no love there. There's no respect there. They talk about their condition, right? But, okay, I'm in the ghetto. Well, tell me something I don't know. All right, we got no means. Okay, tell me, tell me something I don't know. We are, you know, barely getting by. Tell me something I don't know. Well, how are we going to change this here? The lyrics in the movies does not reflect how we're going to change this here. Given the society found in white supremacy, racism, how do I, as a member of a, of a undercast, underclass, bottom cast, how do I now navigate this terrain to better myself? Despite the relationship, despite this, this, this relationship, how do I now navigate this terrain to better myself? The music does not speak to that. Just, like, just, like, just how terrible life is. You know, you're in the ghetto, okay? You're in the hood, okay? Well, tell me something I don't know. And when you contrast that to our music of the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, we knew how deplorable life was. All the artists knew. Richard Franklin knew. Jane Brown knew. Four Tops knew. Supremes knew. They knew. Morgan Robinson, they knew. They knew how deplorable life was for Ados. They knew. But listen to their lyrics by love and romance. We can make it if we try. We can make it if we try. I love you. I need you. Together as a team, we can make it happen. Listen to it. But listen to today's music. I don't want no scrub. He can't pay my bills. You know, he can't pay my rent. If he can't, you know, take care of my kids, I had by other other men. If you can get my hair did, or my nails did, I won't sell myself to him. This this is the lyrics. This is the lyrics of today. And so I contend it is time for us to be or do. Take a take a take a take, you gotta take a call. You gotta you gotta take a a, a, a call, a, a pause. 
we got to pause for a minute and say, hey, where are we going here? Because the the largest number of folks being murdered in America is black America, youth, be they male or female. According to the FBI, we are the number one homicide victim being perpetrated by what? Other black Americans or other members of the ADOS community. Because it's all about what? It's all about murder. And so you diss me, I'm going to kill you. You don't respect me, I'm going to kill you. So how can the people who's now permanent underclass thrive or progress in that kind of environment? You can't. And so when I saw this young lady who did this terrible act of murdering those young folks in that school, but look at the, look at the uh, outcome. Look at the responses that, that, that she's getting. As terrible and despicable as that is, you're talking about what? They need, they need more, more back, more, 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 more background checks. You need to ban those assault weapons. They need uh, more help on mental health, mental illness, you know, etc. They're not calling her a demon or minister society as they do black men or black women. I use ministers aside there. You're not calling her that. He said she's confused as a, as a transgender, trying to make that an issue. Because she want to be a female, want to be a male, okay. But look, but look, but listen to the listen to the response from this hideous, hideous, hideous act, hideous act that she committed, compared to when our kids go out and do something stupid. Totally different. All they want to give us, all they want to give, give black Americans is more folks in blue uniform, more time in those cages called prison, more time in the cages called prison, and no way of getting out no time soon. And what's, you know, what's so ironic about that? What I found so ironic, so, so strange about that? These white Caucasians who's talking about, you know, get tough on crime, they don't live in the hood. They don't live in the, in the community where the, where the crime is so-called spiking. What they're saying to you indirectly is, we got to stop them at the border. Why? We don't want them coming over here. Okay. To Brookline. To, to West Newton. Or West Roxbury. Or Back Bay. Or to the, water, to, to, to the you know, waterfront. Let's stop me in, in Roxbury, Manapan, Dorchester. These are the same folks complaining that you need get more tough on crime, but they don't live in those crime, they don't live in those areas. And the folks who live there, right, who should be out front about what you need, what do you see as solutions? What do you what do you think need to be done? You got folks hollering for for uh, responses who don't live in those high crime areas. Now think about that. You don't live there, but you're gonna tell me what I need. You're gonna tell me what I need. But you ain't there. Think about that. And so I contend it's time for us to, to really just answer the question. Do we love each other? Do we love each other? There's a time where black Americans loved each other. Why? 
We was all in the pot together. We segregated, segregated together. We was all in the pot together. And now, now, this village is no more. Village gone. The village, the village is just, just a hood. It's just a neighborhood comprised of folks from all over the Western Hemisphere with different lineage, cultures, rituals, background, food, music. Just, just a neighborhood. And so black life has been cheapened. And our entertainers let you know that black life is not worth much. Because all they want since the 80s, since gangster gangsta rap, gangster rap first popped out. Want to be a gangster, want to be a gangster. And what happened to those, those gangsters? What happened to most of them? All of them. For the most part, nothing good. Nothing good happened to them, and nothing good happened to, to the community. So much for gangster rap or being a gangster. Of being a hootlum. We got nothing out of the deal. We got nothing out this deal at all. And so as a mental provider on the trencher with families, seeing families every day, I get to, I get to actually listen to kids, but also I get to listen to who, who they're listening to, you know. And when you listen to the folks they're listening to, I would really encourage parents. You really need to pay attention to what your kid. You need you need to listen to what your kid listen to. You need to pay attention to what your kid listen to. You need to pay attention to what they listen to. Because some of these things are downright despicable. I'm talking about female rappers. These female rappers. These female rappers. Listen to them. It's all sexualized. They want to be a gangster too. Talking about you know what they gonna do to a person. I'm going to blow you away. How you no good. You know? And intimacy, right? It's like a, like a, like a, it's like a, a, a lost art. Being intimate with somebody is like a, a, like a lost art. This is some of these, these rappers, right? Females, right? Remind me of being an all-you-can-eat buffet. All-you-can-eat buffet. Everybody eating off of them. They don't mind sharing about it. They don't mind. Being bounced from man to man to man to man to man to man. Don't mind. And fellas don't mind them being bounced. We have been sexualized. We have sexual, sex, sexual intercourse means nothing. Sexual intercourse means nothing. It's been trivialized. It has no value. And they tell you everything they're doing. They tell you everything they're doing. All the intimate, intimate details. And one thing I will give my parents, parents, parents' generation, those born in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, right? They didn't tell you what he was doing. They could have been just as promiscuous, just as promiscuous as you. They ain't going to bragging with what he was doing. There's no show and tell. These folks are not telling what he was doing. But you go there on YouTube, on Facebook, our young people are telling everything they're doing. Oral sex, anal sex, threesome, twosome, you name it. Just, you know, what happened to us? What happened to us? It's like 
being respectful, having some dignity, having some class, having some shame has left the planet. There's no shame out here. I'd be ashamed for my daughter if I if I said some of the things that folks say on 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 on, on this platform. I'd be I'd be ashamed for to hear that come out my mouth. What I'm saying, what I'm doing, all my sexual acts. I'd be ashamed of that. I'd be ashamed my parents if I was just telling them what I was doing. I'd be ashamed of that. And folks foolishly said, "Well, we're independent, we're free." There's self-confidence. No, that's a fool. That's being foolish. That's being a fool. Everything you do, the world don't need to, the world does not need to know. And I just sometimes I ask myself, who's raising these people? Who is raising these young people? These folks in their twenties, thirties, and forties. Who raised them? There's no sense that there's no shame there. There's no humility there. There's no standards there. And most of these folks that you see on these platforms revealing all their personal information have children. Have children. They have kids. There's no shame. No shame whatsoever about what their son or daughter might think about them revealing all the intimate, personal Acts. No shame. So black life has no meaning. Has no meaning. To many in our community, has no meaning. And they are not the problem. That for many of our people, it has no meaning. As long as black life has a meaning, has no meaning amongst us, you can you can expect the larger society to care more about you than you. That's foolish. If you don't care about you, you got a problem. You think I'm lying? Go to these platforms. They're out there. They're out there on YouTube, you know, TikTok. Listen to them. They're putting all their business out there for the world to hear and the world to see. These are grown people. These these ain't no kids now. Although the kids are doing too, some of the teens are. Early, in their early 20s, right? They're they doing it too, but these are grown men and women. They're 30s and 40s. Out there gloating about their sexual prowess, their sexual activities. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So if you don't value, your, if you don't value yourself, how can you expect anybody else to value you? And I contend since Dr. King was murdered and Malcolm we have in our community, some of us, a lot of us have that, a lot of us have been really developed some bad habits. They have developed some really bad habits that is not conducive for them, their kids, or for us. Ain't good for us. And so the only thing I can think of, you know, you gotta make sure that you keep a good handle on your children. Give them a sense of self. Give them a sense of morals, right? Ethics, integrity, character, do's and don'ts. There must be, I believe, some absolutes. These are some things we just don't do. These are some things that we just do not do. 
But you got to instill those in your kid. You must do that. Give them a sense of these things we don't do. Because right now, on social media, it appears to me there's nothing that Ados, American born blacks, won't do. They're doing everything. Everything. And their kids are watching. Their kids are listening. That's why I say entertainers and athletes are not role models. They did not come in to be role models. They chose entertainment as a way out of the ghetto, out of poverty, out of the hood. They did not, they did not, they did not come here to be role models. It's time for you and I to stop trying to make them into something they are not. They're not leaders, and they're not role models. They're just good entertainers and just good, good ball players. That's what they are. Okay, I'm your host, Larry Higamata. Name of the show is from the trenches. Observation of the trenches. Observation of the trenches. When I think about things I'm seeing out here, I speak to my, my group, American-born blacks, denigrate nobody, I guess nobody, but nobody needs an advocate more so than my group. We are dead last in all compartments. Health, wealth, income, we are dead last. So I want to thank you for listening to uh, WBCA 102.9. Again, WBCA 102.9. I'll be here next, I'll be here next uh, Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Let your friends know. And please stay healthy. But remember, if you don't respect yourself, nobody else will. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.